And let's get into the latest political developments making headlines from Hunter Biden's condemnation of the GOP-led impeachment inquiry to his father, President Joe Biden, as a political charade to the congressional leader's 11th hour deal on a short-term funding extension to avert a government shutdown and the announcement from Mitch McConnell, the longest-serving Republican leader in the U.S. Senate, as he reveals his decision to step down from his leadership position in November. We're going to tackle all of these issues this morning with Ryan Smells, Fox News radio correspondent and WJR contributor who joins us on the JR Morning Live line. Ryan, good morning. Hey, good morning, Lloyd. How are you? I'm good. Let's start with the short-term funding extension. It seems like it's a bit of a tightrope act with these short-term extensions. Uh, How confident do you think the lawmakers are that they can pass this, the remaining appropriation bills within a given time frame? Well, I I think when it comes to passing the short-term extension that they have planned on voting on today, which will be uh, pretty much a one-week extension, I think there's plenty of confidence they have the votes for that. But when it comes to getting these final appropriation bills across the finish line, I believe they're planning to vote on six by next week. Mm -hmm. I think there is still a little bit of hesitancy with how that's going to look and how that's going to go. But because this is bipartisan, bipartisan, it looks like it has the blessing of leadership in both parties with the blessing of the appropriations chairs from both parties in both chambers. It looks like they should be on the right track to pass them. But I think what the thing to watch is going to be is the political backlash that comes to Speaker Johnson with this. Right, right. Well, in terms of of what's at stake here, I mean, we've got 12 different bills that we're talking about. What government functions are imperiled here? We've got agriculture, justice, interior, veterans affairs i mean could there be some veterans benefits that are held up if these aren't passed uh i think that definitely is a possibility i think just about any anything that's under the 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 thing that you would call government funding is at risk with this so uh, pretty much everything is at risk when it comes to these appropriations bills Uh, and you were talking about speaker johnson uh, as we know what happened last time when you know uh there was backlash um, with the previous speaker and they had the motion to vacate is, you know, that's still kind of hanging over his head. That could happen again. It, 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 you can't rule it out at this point, just because of the fact that this is the 118th Congress and we have seen it already happen. And certainly there has been some anger towards Johnson or at least towards uh, leadership when it comes to how this process has been handled. You know, you hear a lot about how uh, rank and file members were left in the dark when it came to how this government funding uh, situation went down. And I think we'll hear a little bit more about that today. But in terms of a motion to vacate, we haven't heard anybody seriously considering it just yet. But, you know, if something were to happen where this process and this rollout is really testy, I wouldn't be shocked you to hear the rumblings. But it seems as though uh, the personal vendettas towards Johnson are not the same as they were towards Speaker McCarthy. Mm -hmm. Somebody who voted to oust McCarthy, uh, Tim Burchett, has said to us over and over again that he's never been lied to by Johnson. He felt that he was lied to by Speaker McCarthy several times. In uh, in looking at the Hunter Biden testimony yesterday before the House Oversight Committee, it was behind closed doors, yet there was the inevitable leaking by both sides. (laughs) And as a media person, we say thank heaven for that. But... Um, As we look at this, I guess one of the interesting things that stands out, Ryan, is that in other cases involving other presidential children, we have seen them take the fifth. Um, Abby Lowell, Hunter Biden, with a a, a rather uh, interesting legal strategy, they didn't take the fifth once yesterday in spite of some criminal exposure. No, yeah, and, and they were very ch- – someone used the word chatty to describe uh, Hunter Biden yesterday, that he was very willing to speak. 
uh, whether or not he was cooperative or not, it, that's kind of a, a different story. You know, uh, one one member was telling us that he felt that Hunter Biden filibustered a lot, but did say he was very cooperative. Another described him as dishonest. Uh, and then you have Democrats who came out and said that they felt that this was pretty much the death of the Republicans' impeachment inquiry because President or Hunter Biden did nothing to incriminate his father or show that his father committed any type of impeachable offense. So uh, it was quite the day. I mean, just like you guys said, they weren't supposed to be talking about what happened in there. This was a deposition. Everything was supposed to remain behind closed doors. But I would say within an hour or two after they started the deposition, you had about a dozen Democrats come down to the microphones and start talking about what was going on inside the meeting. So then Republicans saw that as a green light to start talking about what was going on themselves. Uh, Chairman Cobra came out and said it proved several bits of our evidence. He was very cryptic. Have, have we found out what he believes was proven? I have not seen specifics on what that was just yet. I think Chairman Comer was trying to adhere to the rules of the deposition, which was do not talk mm-hmm. about what happened inside the deposition until the transcript is released. But he did say that he does plan on having a public testimony with Hunter Biden in the near future. Ryan, you know, and, and we see this back and forth between Hunter Biden and, and the Republican lawmakers. How does this play out in terms of public perception of the impeachment inquiry? I think it really depends on what the American people think. And I think we may find that out on Election Day. You know, uh, I think there's a common consensus that they know that they don't have the votes to impeach President Biden if they were to bring it to the floor. Either right now they don't have the votes on the House floor. They still have to get enough Republicans on board. And it doesn't look like they have that right now. And number two, you know, it's not going to pass the Senate because the fact that Democrats control uh, the the Senate right now. So uh, I think there was one lawmaker kind of pointed out that he kind of just wants the evidence and the information out there for the American people to make their own decision come November. And then the American people can be the ones to decide if President Biden has committed any wrongdoing, because you're already going to have all this information out there on former President Trump that the American people can decide about. Yeah. Let's do the same with, with with President Biden. And if the American people feel that he's done nothing wrong, then they can make that decision themselves. Safe to say we can't assume that if there was a knockout blow or a smoking gun, we would have known about it by now. And, and Chairman Comer might have been a little bit more forthcoming or would have had some surrogates leak it. There were two two interesting, though, exchanges that kind of form a pattern here. Uh, James Gillier was the uh, business associate that sent a 2017 email to Hunter saying we need to set aside 10 percent for the big guy. Uh, yeah. Hunter apparently said the guy was out of his mind for suggesting some uh, such a thing. Not exactly a denial. Um, and then there was the WhatsApp message that was sent to a Chinese businessman where where Hunter says, I'm sitting next to my father and I want you to take action. Well, he, he fell back on saying, well, I was high or drunk when I sent that message. And that kind of vexed, I think, a lot of Republicans that he would was repeatedly using his addiction as as a as a defense here for things that were really questionable. Yeah. And I think one thing we talk about is drug use. One, uh, I had a, one of our, there was a reporter named Kelly Meyer from news nation who reported based off one of her sources that, uh, Matt Gates, the Congressman from Florida actually asked Hunter Biden if he was doing drugs or if he was high during the deposition. I believe Hunter Biden snapped back and said, you're the last person who should be asking questions like that. (laughs) Uh, very quickly ryan before we go what do you make of uh the mitch mcconnell stepping down and which horse is Uh, in the lead to replace him yeah yeah well i can tell you the person who's in the lead to replace him is named john 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's three of them. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Battle of the Johns is likely underway. That's what's been uh, kind of going on. But what's interesting is that a lot of them have been kind of hesitant to talk about the race. You know, I think a, lo- a lot of this with McConnell was very raw. Uh, I don't feel like there was a lot of major heads up when it came to this announcement. It certainly came out of nowhere for me. Um, and, and, and I mean, I think people are still trying to process the fact that Leader McConnell is finally going to be stepping down. Ryan Smells, Fox News radio correspondent, WJR contributor. Thank you so much for your time coming up.